The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have. Into the latest episode of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotafanatic.com right now and check out Phil Goyette's latest Climbing the Rookie Ladder article. Phil knows prospects and rookies about as good as anybody in the biz. Don't miss it. It's episode 87, the Jose De Leon edition. Today's show's real simple. Your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier are going to give you guys fantasy baseball opinions, and they hope to support them with some legitimate information that will make a difference on your squad. We had a listener request, so we granted it. It's all about players to buy now in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, plus players to sell right away in those same leagues. We cover both sides of the coin on this show. Injuries have really caused a real shitstorm of a crisis for certain fantasy managers, and we feel ya. That's why we have solutions. Qui bono, who benefits? Because when someone gets hurt, someone benefits. And Deary and Govier got you covered. Take it away, boys! Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Zone, part of the Run Fanatic Podcast Network. For those of you that don't know, welcome in. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Pleasure to have you aboard. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R on Twitter, with my co-host as always, at C Deary, 1999. That's Deer as in Dear John. Christopher, it's Wednesday evening here. We've got a nice little show. We had... A nice opening weekend show where we kind of talked about some of the things we saw, some of the trends that slowly have developed. Anything change in the last 48 hours? No, I don't think anything's really changed. It's been a blast watching baseball and, you know, getting frustrated with guys that aren't off to very good starts and other guys that are off to these, like, scorching hot starts. And it's like, I I know I got to, like, calm myself down. We're still only a week into the season, 
but we'll see uh, if these frustrations continue with some of these guys. Obviously, bullpens are crazy. We talked about it the other day on the pod. Um, there's some guys that I'm really starting to like in bullpens. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to give you some fantasy value. I'm still unsure. Yeah, I hear you. That is so fetch. But I have enjoyed playing DFS. I've really gotten into DFS here, like I said, and it's taking me to a new level of comprehension and understanding. But it doesn't necessarily impact overall fantasy at all. In fact, it might actually negatively influence <clears throat> some of my thought processes and how I view players for the overall season, which is a slight concern of mine. And I got to be weary and I got to stay focused on that angle. Yeah, I mean, you're playing daily matchups. It's going to be a little different than what you might think of in a full season. I mean, you're going to play a lot of pitching matchups. And the thing that I think is the most important that you talked about the other day is trying to buy guys very low that could have really, really great outcomes for a great value, which would be completely different than what you would do in a standard fantasy league. That is absolutely true. There's no doubt about that. I got to tell you. I'm excited, though. we got a great show. Another fun day of fantasy baseball talk with me and your pal Chris Deary on the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're going to talk about some players to target early on, right now, in keeper leagues and dynasty leagues and maybe a little deeper leagues, but certainly in non-redraft situations for the most part. We had a request from a listener who asked us to do so. He said, hey... Could you help us out here? I really want to know what you guys think. And if you want to know what we think, we're going to give it to you. So shout out to my guy, Alan Sturrett, who has been a big contributor to the show and listener. So we thank you for your support, Alan. And if you want it, you got it. That's how this show works. You ask and you shall receive. So that's that simple. He said, hey, guys, I'm wondering if at some point on the live stream podcast, you would be able to share some players that you think are worth trying to acquire in Dynasty Leagues who could come relatively cheap in trades. Well, that's what we're going to do today on the show. We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll give you some fresh perspectives and leading off about the catch of the day and who benefits. we got a lot of injuries brewing. James Paxton is hurt. He's probably done. <laughs> of course, yeah. Is that funny? Is that... <laughs> well, yeah, because I sat down last night and I was like really excited. I'm like, all right, Paxton's going to be on the mound. You know, he gets uh -oh. that first inning. I mean, obviously, I bought really low on him. He's kind of like my SP5 or 6. But I was starting him last night in one of my leagues, and I got excited. And then I saw that little grimace he had after the pitch, and I'm like, yep, there it is. He's done. <laughs> what a fucking shocker. James Paxton's hurt again. Whoa! I am shitting my pants right now. No way! Yes way! James Paxton! Bye-bye! It's over. But who will benefit? Qui Bono. So we'll give you a segment on injuries, including Fernando Tatis. Unfortunately, these are issues we have to deal with. And I'm not here to parse out whether Tatis will be back sooner than later. Right now, he's out. That's all I care about. And I want to give you guys instant analysis who can replace who will benefit from that situation that's what we try to do here try to be proactive move forward so we'll cover some of that and we're going to talk about the plaza invitational shortly we haven't covered that and we need to dive in we've got overall standings i'm going to give you guys all the details so you could be following along all season long and we're still accepting ideas for the big ass trophy <laughs> the big ass trophy yeah we still are gonna i mean we'll probably we could take ideas up until about June or July, and then we should probably start hammering out the details and probably get it done so it'll be ready by the end of the season, right? I was thinking about a nice little swag box for those that win their just individual league, maybe a T-shirt, a hat, you know, a koozie. 
that's a great idea. Yeah. Why haven't I heard about this? You should have told me. I just thought about it like right now. <laughs> well, great. Write it down. Don't forget it. Of course, we're recording this. Yeah, my so marker. We don't have to write it down. You could just listen to your own podcast and be like, oh, that was a good idea. I'm going to do that. I can't. But yeah. I can't listen to my own podcast. Why not? Uh, uh, so Christina listens to it all the time. Um, I used to listen just to kind of help myself get better, but I really can't stand my voice. I think I'm annoying. Oh, no. Yeah. If 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 my wife Christina is listening to it in the other room, I have to like go outside or like tell her to turn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Something like that. Is that how you feel? Yes. Yeah, I understand. I never had that problem because I want to learn from what we're doing. So I'll sometimes I don't really listen to our pods at all. But if I want to pop in once in a blue moon when it goes live on the feed. I will. I'll jump in and be like, okay, uh, what's going on? What do we do? Because sometimes sometimes the show's a blur to me because we're just kind of blowing through information, you know? Yeah, especially and, with you as the host and when we have like three or four guests on, I'm sure it just like flies by. I, I will listen in sometimes just to remember what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like I've been going through these Shiner rides, so it, it, I've been forcing myself to listen to myself talk. Okay, well, hold that thought. That sounds like fun. All right, so that's what we're going to cover on today's show. And we got a new song for you. So I'm going to debut that in our leading off segment. I'm hoping you'll enjoy it. I feel like I feel like it has a good chance for success. I had this idea about 48 hours ago, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It's perfect. It's timely. It fits. And I just can't wait to show it to you. So I'll give it to you guys in about 10 minutes or so. Of course, we got to do some housekeeping, which is what we do on the show, because we want to say thanks and we want to give, you know, tributes to those people that deservedly do so. Oh, of course, I didn't even say it yet. Of course, this is a Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Sorry, forgot about that. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com, Plaza Podcast, our YouTube channel. Remember, there's no Periscope, no Periscope. In fact, that's part of our housekeeping here. There is no more Periscope, so we're trying to really reinforce that into you guys. YouTube channel, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You know how YouTube works. You know how notifications work. So hook us up. It's trying to help you have access to the show if you like the live streams. If you're just down with the podcast only, great. Then just keep doing what you're doing. Nothing will change in the podcast format. Uh, I want to say thanks to Patrick Ryan once again. He gave me some feedback uh, from his league mates today after they listened to the podcast that him and I did about his their league. And woo, man. You have got to have some thick skin for that because, I mean, I was honest about some of their teams and their picks, so you have to expect (laughs) that in return there's going to be some, you know, return fire, and there was. And that's okay because if you can't dish it and you can't take it, then you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff in the first place. Let me tell you guys something about that. I learned that lesson when I was a teenager because I used to be like, I'd say things to people, and then when they say something to me, I'd be like, oh, no. That's not how it works. If you're going to go out there, put yourself out there towards others, then you must be ready for the return fire. So I think that's an important lesson for not just fantasy baseball, for life, right? I dig. You dig. Good. Okay. I'm glad you dig on that. Very, very cool. And uh, shout out to everybody yesterday who was uh, very kind. You know, I popped a video out there talking about I was having a little bit of an overwhelming day. I was a little frustrated, and I was not really giving my all because I was, I've been sleeping too much. It's so stupid. I, I shouldn't be sleeping too much. There's too much life to be living. And that was how many, limiting. How many, how many hours are you getting, Mike? I'm getting like 10 hours at least. It's too much. 
Because <laughs> it's stupid. It's really unnecessary. And there's a lot more that goes into that story. But at any rate, I just want to say that I realized it was taking away from my time to be creating and really giving this show the full treatment it deserves. I don't ever want to give a half-assed, shitty show. So I really want to thank you guys for the honesty. Donovan Miller, he was really honest about his own reflections that he had. Our buddy Art, little cheesecake from the Triple Play crew. He also had a nice little tidbit about, hey, put away the electronics about a half hour before bedtime. And that's what he's been doing. Do you ever do that, dearie, or is that too hard? Once I get into bed... The phone goes off to the side of the bed, and I don't look at it at all. I'm in bed, I'm enjoying time with my wife, we're going to bed, and that's about it. And then as soon as I wake up, I look at the phone, go outside, and then my day really? starts. But yeah, um, that's my amazing. wife and, and I both have been trying to get to a point where like, because you get you get into this problem where you're like, you're watching shows, or you're watching baseball, and you're just on your phone all the time too. When I'm watching baseball, I have my computer there, I have my you know, stat tracker up, and I have like a game on a tablet or something like that. I don't have to have my phone out too as well. I can do that later on at night, checking my Twitter. I can't be fully engaged like nine hours a day, you know, on Twitter or on my phone. So it's it, it's a good time to to, to put it away. Uh, now that the, the weather is breaking is really nice. It's a great time to go for walks. Leave your phone at home if you can. And if you're just like walking in the neighborhood, leave the phone at home. There's no reason to bring your phone out when you're going for a walk. That is sage-like advice, dearie. Well done. You're here. I, I can get down with that. Give a little applause for that. Woohoo! Guys, remember that there's only so much time in the day and every minute counts. It does. It may sound cheesy to you, but the older you get and the more time keeps moving, the more you're going to want to maximize each opportunity that you have. Trust me on this. I know what I'm saying. So... Shout out to uh, our buddy Raj Castillo as well. He's, he knows exactly what it's like to burn the midnight oil and have too many things going on at once. Roger, we're going to catch a Tigers game soon, my friend. As soon as I get that vaccination, it's going to go down. I cannot wait for it, Mr. Castillo. Very, very excited. I'd love to have an opportunity where me and Deary and Marty and you and Chris, uh, we can, Chris Brown, we can all head over to the Comerica Park. Watch yeah, we can watch, we can watch the Tigers score two to three runs a game and not have a chance to win. They can't oh. score, man. Oh, no. They can't score. They ran themselves out of the game today. I was so pissed. Yeah, that's uh, it's Kenta Maeda, though. I just expected that Kenta Maeda would get the job done, and he did. Thank you for my fantasy team, Kenta Maeda. I appreciate that. Made me feel a little better about not keeping Corbin Burns in my home league, so which I'm still having second thoughts about. But We all make mistakes. Yeah. Well, no, you Kenta Maeda's on a good team, so come on. I'm not going to freak out. You can't, here, you so. can't keep everybody. Well, I literally could have kept Burns and not <laughs> Who'd you keep instead? Maeda. I kept Maeda. Oh. That's the deal there. Okay. I still don't regret it necessarily. It's too early. I think you're fine this year. I think Maeda gets more innings. I think that's what I thought. Maybe he doesn't get as many strikeouts, but like, I mean, you saw what he did today. No. He's going to work the ball around the zone. He's going to induce ground balls. He's going to go six, seven innings. I mean, we've seen what we're going to get from Burns. He's going to strike out a lot of guys. I don't know how many times he's going to pitch into the sixth. I just want. It to be clear that maybe the innings pitched issue with Burns was overhyped a little bit because his first start, he went six innings and Maeda went four and a third. And I was like, shit, it's the exact opposite of what I thought might happen. So it's a long <laughs> way to go. I'm not going to panic. I just want to be weary of what we see before us and adjust on the fly. So I'm not behind. I don't want to fall behind, dearie. Jesus Lozardo pitched 104 pitches today. 
Holy Testicle Tuesday. He, Good I'm God. like, I, I, I'm in a quality start league, and I have him. And I'm but like, you know, he, he fell apart in the first two innings, but only gave up one run. He had like 50 pitches through the first two innings. And, you know, it's the fifth inning. He gets through the fifth. I'm like, all right, okay, well, I'm not going to get a quality start. And then he rolls out for the sixth. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is amazing. And then he walks the first wow. two guys, and Melvin oh. pulls him at 104. It's the Dodgers, oh, man. You got to be careful. You can't. Don't fuck around. Don't make that mistake. Don't get caught up. Lazardo is a guy that I drafted in the Glarf League. Shout out to my Glarf crew over there, the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League. And it's a quality starts league, though. So it's a little risky taking Lazardo. But hearing the fact that he went 104 pitches is exciting. Yeah, I mean, he would have made his way through that sixth if he didn't walk the first two guys. And then a left-handed bat was coming up. But Melvin's just like, oh, dude, you're at 104 pitches. I don't think we can go any further with this. So they yanked him. Oh, my God. The A's are terrible right now. They're so... You can't hit. They are... Oh, did they lose today? Is it final yet? I didn't I, know if... They... It, it was in extra innings when I came downstairs to get ready for the pod. Well, they're 0-6 as of today. They, lost. <laughs> they just lost. Just... It. Wow. There it is. Damn it. This fucking team's... This is their worst start in franchise history, by the way. The last good. time they were this bad, they had 30... Six wins. This is back in the 154 game schedule, so it wasn't mm-hmm. at the time. It was one of the worst teams ever. 136 wins, 119 losses. Matt Olson's um, got knee issues now. He sat out today. Matt Chapman hit a home run though. That's fun. Oh, today he did. Yeah, well, that's good. There's and and Ramon Laureano came back very quickly, which what we thought was going to be a more serious injury mm-hmm. over the weekend. He's on my tag team lead with Eric Cross and we didn't play him this week. It's a weekly setup. Yeah. It's because we thought he was going to be hurt, but he said two steals already this week. It's like, shit. He's still second and third today. Like back to back. That's three steals then this week. Wow. Damn it. See, that's what I'm talking about. Welcome to hell. We're in a, we're in a tough spot here. I'll tell you what, but weekly leagues are just very tough, especially with these, you know, you know, minor bumps and bruises that these guys are getting. And you just don't know if it's going to turn into a Tim Anderson who ends up on the DL or someone who's just going to be out for a couple of days. You know, I'm waiting for Michael Brantley to come back. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's cool. There's a lot to talk about. So why don't we get serious here? Cut the shit and get into what, Oh, but by the way, we are part of the road fanatic podcast network. And I always want to push our material on rotofanatic.com. We got, New articles up. Come on by. Say hello. Phil Goyette's latest Climbing the Rookie Ladder is now available, and we want you guys to experience it. So don't miss out on it. Phil's a smart guy who, again, will be on this show very soon. He talks about Akil Badu, Jonathan India, Kyle Isbell, Tukupita Marcano. Tukupita? Do you know Tukupita Marcano? Who? Tukupita. It looks like Tusupita. T-U-C-U-P-I-T-A Marcano. Tusapita. No, Tusapita Marcano. Dude, I, I, don't, see, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. This is the I, kind of shit Phil knows. He's I can't know everything, man. I know. I, you can't know everything, I, I but tried. Phil knows a lot about it. That's my point, though. Go check out Phil's article on rotofanatic.com. I'm a part owner of the website, so if you like me, you'll be supporting me by going to rotofanatic.com. That would be really wonderful. I would appreciate that. All right, let's get into leading off, Al. Woohoo! All right, Derry, I want to talk about the Palazzo Invitational. Have you 
been on there and looked at the standings. Did you realize that you had access to this or not? Yes, I look at it every day along with my TGFBI and my and my Red Slam. I look at it every day. I got got it pulled up right now. The overall standings. Yes, I am in thirty fifth place. Wow. See, I <laughs> no, I actually messaged Derek, who runs the NFBC, this morning. I'm like, hey, Derek, how can I take a look at the overall standings of the Plaza Invitational? Because somebody hit us up about five days ago, a week mm-hmm. ago, yeah, and they wanted to know what the scoop was. And I really wish I wrote down their name. We get. This is going to sound bad, but we get too many notifications, so they all go, they get buried. Oh. And the further time goes, your notifications aren't, they're not like organized by people. I really wish Twitter would consider reorganizing notifications by the person so that you could like click on them and have the notifications related to them and know that it's them. Otherwise, it's just by time. And I don't know who it was who asked about it. If you listen to our show and you're involved in the Plaza Invitational, hear us now. Overall standings are available right on NFBC, right on the site, right, Derek? Yeah, just go to your my teams, go to your league, and that'll bring up uh, you know your standings. You can go to your league standings, and there's a tab up on the right. You can go to overall standings. How about that, Al? So you're in 35th. Uh, that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm down there for 35th out of 60. So I'm in the middle of the pack. I think I'm eighth in our league, and it looks like you're in 20th place overall, Michael. 20th place. That's not bad. I'll take that. It's really early, so I'm I'm not really worried about it. You know, I mean, we got a long way to go. Tribe has spoken. But for now, <laughs> remember that you can go in there and you can see exactly because there were some people who are newer to NFBC and they just don't know yet. So I want you guys to be able to do that. So I'm going to show you right here on our live stream. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll have to follow along with our verbal words to understand it. But this is how it works. So you go to NFBC and it starts loading up. See right here, there's this whole section where you can click on the arrow. Does this remind you of being a teacher back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess it kind of is. So you can go to standings overall. This is the deal. So click on standings overall, and it'll take you to your league. Now, I have a bunch of leagues on here, main event, blah, blah, blah. But here's the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. And voila, Andrew Poplin. Congratulations to Andrew Poplin. You are the winner six days in. His team, the London Bridge is falling down, is in first place by a healthy margin. 512 overall points. You can see here on the right, overall points. That's how this is. People were wondering, hey, how are we going to know who's in first, who's overall? This is it right here. We have it organized on the website. It doesn't take any extra work on our part. We don't have to create a Google Doc. We don't have to have a spreadsheet and put all this information and export it. We got it right here. It's perfect. Do you have access to click on anyone else's team in the overall to look at I what certainly they got? do. Here we go. There this is go. Mr. Poplin's team. He's got Will Smith and Jorge Alfaro. Will Smith's been on fire so far this season. Really good choice there. Um, other players that stand out... Not a lot of the. I mean, these are some solid guys, but nobody who's been mind-blowing on his batting side too much, right? I mean, Jeff McNeil, Carlos Correa, Gavin Lux had a nice now that would be, in course. That would be just for this week. What you can do is you can scroll up and go to year-to-date. There you go. Boom! That'll, now we that'll, got, give, that'll give a little more accuracy to, to how well his team is doing. And we can look at his league standings by clicking on this button up here where it says league standings. So we go to the league. Oh, wait a minute. 
No, that shows that shows your league. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure you can go in and find his league. Okay, fine. So you can't look at everyone's individual league, and that's okay. Sometimes that's how life works. But bear with me here as I get back to the standings. Okay, so here we are. This is my team, by the way. I have Will Smith as well. So me and him share. Me and Andrew Poplin share something in common. Will Smith catchers. Gary Sanchez, uh, who else here uh, is of note? Who's, uh, Nick Senzel scored eight runs this week. Look at <laughs> well, the it's fucking only... the Reds are just bombing the ball everywhere, man. Tyler Naquin, one of the greatest streams in like history. If you picked him up yesterday, <laughs> two home runs last night, a home run today. I know several people that picked him up and they're cheering, cheering themselves and patting themselves on the back today. If if that lasts, I'm gonna shit myself. I'm not gonna buy into that. It's a nice little run here. But no way, man. No way. Cleveland <laughs> gave up on him after all that. I shit my pants, I'm not buying it. But it is I a agree. nice ballpark to hit in, though. I agree. I mean, he let off the last two nights. Well, here's a fun one here. This has been a nice pick for me. The Nate Low pick has been returning massive numbers early on. This week alone, two home runs. He even stole the base. I talked about this in the preseason, and I think some of you guys made fun of me. You and somebody else was on with me, and you're like, Mike, he's not fast. But I'm like, I did he, not he say didn't, that. I'm telling you, this episode happened. We were there. I did not say that. Well, some the other guy did for sure. I'll have to double check with you. I'll give you a pass for now. But I haven't said much about Nate Lowe because you, you were telling me last year that he could steal 10 bases. Yes, this was a lifetime ago. This was like even before the new year. This was last offseason, preseason. But anyways, yes, he, he's got a steal, and that's fun. So Shohei Atani has been fun. And uh, my pitching, eh, Kyle Hendricks. He's good at times. Chris Bassett, trash. David Peterson, ugh, I don't know about that. Although he did he pitch today. today. And the Phillies are kicking the Mets' ass. So that's probably going to be negative returns on yeah, that. Yeah, he, he got bombed today. I think Hendricks pitched well today. Yarborough went today. Seemed like anyways, he was okay. Strasburg was really good today. Yeah, so anyways, this is... So you can see everything you want to see. Remember, you go to standings, you click overall... And then we can keep up to date on all the players. Like we said, I'm in 20. Deary's right here. The 35. Let's look at Deary's team. Deary, we'll do uh we'll do year to date. We'll check in on how you've been doing overall. JT Romuto, that's a great pick. Six RBIs already. Nice little start to the season. Uh man, three home runs for Marcus Semyon and two steals. That's a fine choice. You must feel good about that. Yeah, he's been nice. That was a nice kind of later round pick. Uh, I'm waiting for Michael Conforto to get together. He's Get it together. He struck out with the bases loaded today. He left a ton of guys on base last night. Uh, Reese Hoskins has been nice. Ten hits, six runs so far. Yeah, um, but yeah, offense is kind of uh, kind of a little all over the place right now. I did have Eloy Jimenez, who obviously oh. is on the DL. Uh, Ryu had a good outing today. We'll have Bueller uh, a little later on. Chris Paddock didn't look so good his first start, but it wasn't god awful. But the whip was high. Uh, you got one save from Hector Neris. Congratulations. He looks to be the guy who's probably closing right now. Emilio Pagan, are you going to think about dropping him or are you going to hold tight? Two wins is nice. Well, see, that's the thing. He seems to be pitching every other day, and he's coming in in the eighth inning, and there's been a couple times where the Padres have had close games. So, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. Melanson has been really nice there. I think Pagan will have an opportunity to get some saves. I'm going to like the ratios he gets, but uh, we'll see at the next, uh, you know, go around here if there's anyone else i'm gonna go go in on and switch them out for 
And you got Andrew Knapp. That's a nice pick. I think uh, he's not going to play every day, but he's going to give you some opportunities where you might plug him into your lineup depending on the week, especially if something happens to Real Muto, which is very smart on your part. Very smart. Uh, okay, so I think that's pretty much it. I'll stop there. Just remember that this season goes all season long, and the trophy is still up for grabs. <laughs> and the trophy we're going to create, we're accepting your uh, bids, uh, I don't know, your thoughts, your ideas, your concepts, please send them to us on Twitter. You can DM us at Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, or you can email the show, Palazzo Podcast, protonmail.com. Okay, so Andrew Poplin, good luck. By the way, my guy, Richard Sands, I'm a big fan of Richard Sands. He's in third place, so good job, Richard Sands. Keep it up. You're right there in the mix. Um, dead last, should we even say who that is, or is that uncool? Uh no, it's it's fine, man. It's not like we're gonna rip on him. We're six days in. He could end up at first place. Who's in dead last? <laughs> Brian Jones. Oh no, it's uh, our guy Virginia Wino. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's okay, man. Oh, He's Bri- having a good time drinking those awesome uh, beers down there. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you that don't pay attention, Virginia Wino's been tech. He's been tweeting at us a lot over the last ten days since opening day started with his various beers and uh, selections of brews. He's a big fan. He's got a good taste, doesn't he, Deary? Yeah, he's got some great stuff. Some, uh, he tweeted out a picture to me, some stuff that I really need to try. See, that's what I'm talking about. So we're rooting for you, Brian. You'll get out of the cellar. But right now, you do love wine, so maybe you enjoy being in the cellar. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. All right, now it's time for our catch of the day. Mmm, I love fish, don't you? God, I miss Maryland. Good. Our first catch of the day. Today's catch of the day is our hometown guy, Akil Badu, who, by the way, is from Silver Spring, Maryland. Did you know that? I did not know that. This guy's all over the place on Twitter right now. He's huge, right? He sure is. Everybody's talking about it. It's not even a Detroit thing. He's just everywhere on Twitter. He's the guy. He's been fantastic. A couple of walk-offs, had a nice little triple today, and uh, yeah, he's given some people some value, and I've seen a lot of questions out there. Do I pick this guy up? Is he valuable to give me returns for the rest of the season? Well, I'm really excited about it. I think he could really provide some incredible returns here, and there's something about Akil Badu. He's got that it factor. So I want you guys to listen to a new song I've created. This is a tribute to Akil Badu and the tremendous amount of work he's doing. Let's give it up for Akil. Listen it. Because it's going to be a lot of fun. Number 60 on the Detroit Tigers. Don't think me unkind. Rule 5, fix that stick. A hard to find. From Chris Shelton to Reed Garrett These once promising names litter my mind When a Tiger selected this year Their logic suddenly became crystal clear Akil Badu, his father's from Ghana is all I want to say to you. Akil Badu, it's walk-off winners. Is all I want to say to you. Akil Badu inspires us all. Is all I want to say to you. Akil Badu, rookie of the year. 
is all I want to say to you. All right, that's it. That's the Akil Badu song. So I really thought it was just perfect. It fit just right. You want a little bit of advice? Yeah. Cut the play-by-play on it. The play-by-play? Yeah, the play-by-play in the background. You heard the play-by-play? Yeah, in the background, yeah. Of, what do you of, mean? Yeah, there's like announcers in the background talking. And he, you don't hear You're that? You're shitting me. No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. What was it? I don't know. You shitting me? <laughs> no, not at all. Who are these announcers? <laughs> when you were recording, did you have like another game on in the background or something? I didn't hear that at all. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I had a hard time like hearing what you were singing. And then it went away for like the last like, uh, I don't know, 20 wow. seconds or so. Well, that's mind blowing. I, d- yeah. I just did that on the fly before we went live. Okay. Brian Rodgman, he loves the police. Yes, of course. Who doesn't love the police? Uh, shit. Boy, I don't know how that sounded to you guys, because I technically, I can't hear it except what I'm hearing down here. I heard the song, but boy, I'll have to listen to that after the fact. I'll have yeah. to go back into the shop and review that, because there's supposed to be no play-by-play. It's just supposed to be a song. Oh, yeah. See, I thought you, like, you added like play-by-play in the background, but no! like, it, was all, it was all muffled, and I couldn't like hear it compared to like you singing and, and then like, of a obviously the amazing police song. Man, what happened there? I'm baffled right now. <laughs> Absolutely baffled. Well, folks. I apologize. Check in later the, on it and, and see if you can hear it. Maybe it's just me uh, going through my headphones. Who fucking knows? I don't know anymore. I'm really lost. I'm baffled. The old baffler is back. Man, that really threw me for a loop. Shit. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. All right. Uh, so, anyways, yes, Akuba Du is a lot of fun right now. Really enjoying him. He's got a lot of flair, too. And he comes up in clutch moments, which is fun. I mean, grand slams, walk-off winners. It's pretty cool, man. I, do you think in a month from now he'll still be on the team? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll he'll be on the team. It's just whether or not he's getting every day at bats and he's going to be able to to keep a nice average, like, you know, anywhere from, like, 275 to, like, 300. I mean, obviously, this guy was a pretty big-time prospect for the Twins, only made it to a plus ball and he, he had a pretty decent year in a ball when he was only 19 years old he's only 22 years old now rule five pickup for the tigers and he could start getting regular at bats for the tigers right now it's not like their offense is exploding they have a ton of other options but they pushed christian stewart down to you know the uh training site and kept akil abu badu on this team and he has come through in the clutch so far um I think if you want to ride that hot train and he's available in your league, go right ahead. This guy's got some speed. He's got some power. He showed a really nice at-bat today against Kenta Maeda when he hit a triple up the gap and really just jetted around those bases fast. So I my 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 thought process right now is if he's available, go ahead and pick him up because I think he might be able to give you some short-term value. And this is how you win leagues is you find guys that go on streaks that can – can be streaky for anywhere from two to three weeks. And hey, maybe he ends up sticking around for a little more than than a month and maybe ends up being a, a full-time guy uh, for the rest of the season, ends up in that rookie of the year talk. We've seen this happen before. So hey, it, it, in the constant right now, go ahead and pick him up. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if he's going to be there. I always think about Chris Shelton and his wonderful April back in 2006, and then it disappeared. Ten home runs in April of 06. Long gone now. But guess what? In a head-to-head league, Chris Shelton probably won a couple weeks for you. That's true. That's very true. Akil Badu is also... It's not like there's a lot of playing time available. That's the one big concern here. There's a lot of guys in that outfield right now. It's a real mess. 
and the competition is fierce. So that's my biggest fear with him being able to stay on this team long term. But if it cost you nothing and you picked him up on your free agent wire or you put a fab bin in for a dollar, who cares? And if it doesn't work out anymore, in low-risk situations, it doesn't matter. But if you are actually investing, I mean, what would be a more high-risk situation? I'm trying to think of one. Um, I don't know. I, guess I mean, the situation isn't. that you're in where you're picking them up, you're putting a fab bid in for really cheap, or you're in a situation, there's a lot of injuries right now. And, you know, I'm in several head-to-head leagues where I had to throw guys on the on the IL and pick up guys like Badu, guys that are streaking right now. And that's how you're going to win leagues is you need to be able to make moves on the fly. I don't think you're dropping an everyday guy for Elkeel Badu. He's left-handed bat. He's not going to bat against lefties, I imagine. Uh, I think he batted sixth or seventh today against Maeda. So that was really good to see he got the start. Came in pinch hit yesterday. Uh, you know, that's been the thing. I think we've only seen two starts from him so far. So we'll it'll be interesting to see what Hinch does going moving forward. Hinch. Hey, Hinch, what you doing, man? Hinch? I love Hinch. I know Hinch gets shit on the rest of the league. Houston cheated. But I think Hinch brings a real cohesiveness and respect. He won a World Series. I don't care. Even if they cheated, you can't just win a World Series by cheating. Trust me. It's really they barely won that series anyways. It was a game seven against you Darvish and the Dodgers. It was very close. So I don't know. And they almost won another one. They had another, they had some other great teams. They're still good. They're still a good team. It must be weird for AJ Hinch to look over in Houston and be like, man, that team's still good. Shit. You know, well, he's I'm got his be- ring, and I think he's in the perfect situation in Detroit because there's really no pressure. No, there isn't, and there's a lot of young talent. Young talent, no doubt about it. Including Akil Badu. Badu! Badu, do, do. I love you, Badu. Okay, let's find out who benefits. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits? Injuries happen. Someone benefits, unfortunately. We don't like to think about it. We only want to think about good times, noodle salad, all that jazz, but that's not life. If you want to stay on top, you want to win your leagues, and you want to know that you're making the right choices, then you got to start facing realities. Fernando Tatis, shoulder, sublux, subluxion. How do you say that word? Subluxion? Yeah, I think so. Subluxation? Anyways, he's out. I don't care what they're telling you. In fact, somebody had a great tweet. I wish I could give them proper credit for it. They said, Padres are not going to tell you that he's out for the season because they want people to stay involved. They want people to keep buying tickets, season ticket holders, shit like that for next year. I don't know. No, I, That's a really smart tweet because we need to think. That's how these teams think. They're thinking like a business. Yeah. You know, it's the face of the organization. They want to get butts in the seats, but they also <laughs> just signed him to a butts massive contract, so they want to keep him safe. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. There it is. Uh, that's funny. You said butts. That worked perfectly. Okay, so Fernando Tatis, who do you think benefits out of this situation right now? Sung Kim or Yurikson Profar? If you had to choose between the two, who would it be? You know, it's it's difficult. I know you're all about Kim right now. Uh, you know, right well, now I they're... Profar. I mean, right now they're both in the starting lineup because Grisham is out. Grisham might be coming back here in the next week. Um, I got to see more from Kim just because he's coming over from the KBO, obviously just murdered the ball over there. You know, really nice walk rate, showed some power with some speed. He's only had 12 plate appearances so far. He hasn't done much. Uh, you know, he's gotten a few hits, but, you know, he's batting near the end of the order. I think Profar's kind of in the same situation. 
But I like that upside with Kim. I mean, we've seen Profar over the years. We know what we're going to get from him, kind of a streaky guy who can have some really solid at-bats. And then there's times where he just completely falls apart. I think Kim is maybe the smart move right now because I think he might give you more upside moving forward. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. I don't... Kim signed a bigger contract, although they signed Profar three years, $21 million. And Profar was sneakily good last year he started out horrendously but mm-hmm. he really turned it on in the last half i don't know how you define a half of a season that had 60 games in it that was very short but i know that he really ended up with a decent batting average in the 270s and he had eight steals or so so he had seven he home runs too yeah if he has the opportunity he can make things happen on that team that with a ton of rbi and runs and other opportunities in a lineup that is still very tout, very strong, with Hosmer and Will Myers and Manny Machado and so on and so forth. But if Hyesung Kim's going to get to lead off and be at the top of that order, I like him more. I think at Dynasty, I'm absolutely taking Kim because I want to mm-hmm. have the guy that I can hang on to because I think the, the profile is still very, very positive, and he's only 25 years old, and he could opt out of that contract, so he wants to earn his money and make it happen. So that's how I see that. Dynasty, Kim... In the immediacy, flip a coin on Profar and Kim. I don't think there's a big difference at this moment. I think when Grisham come, comes back, they probably rotate. Profar's a switch hitter. Kim's a right-handed bat. And maybe they just play the guy who's hot at the moment. That's true. Uh, Grisham's going to be coming off the DL, IL in a couple of days, right? This week? I believe the the 11th was his estimated time. I can't remember. I, I looked at it the other day. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't know, I, I don't know everything. Well, he's going to be activated before Friday's game. So, yeah. No, oh, excellent. That'll be the night. That's the, that's the expectation, according to Kevin AC on Twitter, Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union Tribune. There you go. That's proper attribution right there. That's how you do it. Next up, Mendick. Den- this might be pointless to some of you, but. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits? We got to do it. Denny Mendick or Lurie Garcia? Who would you rather have? with Tim Anderson being on the IL with a bogus hamstring, which really sucks because I really touted Tim Anderson as a possible MVP candidate this year. But, of course, he gets hurt. Bummer. He always gets hurt. Total, total bummer, man. I hate when the guys like that, especially if you picked him, you know, because this is the highest he's ever been drafted in the league, and now he's already done five 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 days into the season. He's on your, on your DL. I got one league. I got him, and I got, like, four other guys in the DL. It's a mess already. Hmm. That sounds really depressing. So we got Mendick and Garcia, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even – I just did this technically. I really could care less. I really don't I, want I, either I, of them. But I wish Zach Collins could play shortstop and they could play him and Grandall every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're mine, Mercedes and Zach Collins? Maybe we can get Mar- Mercedes there at shortstop. What do you think? <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm totally down for that. Uh, good luck with either of these. Mendick and Garcia are weak-ass bats. There could be some steals in the mix, so if you're looking for some steals, whatever. But if you're having to resort to these guys right now, good God, I feel bad for you. And I hope that you're in like an AL-only league or like a 30-team full-size MLB team with massive, massive rosters, dynasty 50 <laughs> keepers, you know, something like that. That's the only way that this should yeah. be happening. I don't know why we're bringing it up. Uh, just for the record, you, just want, you know, we you, you just wanted to say Mendick. I really didn't think about it like that. I, I wanted to make sure that these players, which are pointless in my <laughs> view, but maybe they may be of need to certain rosters and certain types of leagues. We try to f- 
service everybody on this show. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Follow us. Give me two. We love, we love getting information, feedback, and connection with you guys. It's a true story. All right, on uh, the Dodgers, Bellinger's still out. He's not on the IL yet. And then Mookie Betts set out today with a stiff back. I'm not as worried about that. The Bellinger issue needs to be resolved. Like, he needs to either go on the IL in the next day or so, or he's coming back. But if he's not, you got Chris Taylor, and then you got Mr. McKinstry, who's been really pretty damn good. And I kind of missed a boat on McKinstry, but I think he's pretty damn talented. And I definitely would prefer McKinstry to Chris Taylor. But Chris Taylor has more positional flexibility if you're looking for that in your lineup. Yeah, they had McKinstry in right field today. Uh, This guy, I... To be honest, I had never heard of. Um, I have his fan graphs up right now. He's a guy who has been able to hit for a pretty decent average. Not a ton of power. He is still pretty young. Um, doesn't strike out a lot. Decent plate discipline. I would probably scoop up Taylor over him just because Taylor has the pedigree of being in the league longer. He's going to give you some power. He's He's been a very clutch hitter for the Dodgers. But keep an eye on this McKinstry guy because if he starts to break out and goes on a little one of these little runs and maybe – um, you know, Taylor gets a hiccup and maybe, you know, he can't, he can't be in there every day. And we've seen, seen the Dodgers do this over the years with a guy like, uh, you know, a Kiki Hernandez, where they just kind of maneuver guys around and they'll play the hot bat. So if this guy can get hot, seems like he played pretty good defense when I was watching that game today. I don't know what you're going to get power wise. So right now it's Taylor, but maybe keep an eye on McKinstry, especially if the Dodgers continue to have these injury issues. I was not as familiar with Zach McKinstry myself, but some other people I respect had put out some tweets and shared some information about him earlier on. And people that I respect, like Rob DiPietro, it talked about McKinstry being a nice little player who would fit perfectly on a draft champions roster, you know, a 50 round draft and hold, that kind of concept. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Deeper leagues, deeper rosters. But right now he's moving into the forefront. Chris Taylor has a pedigree. Yes, dearie, you are correct in that assertion. But I like what McKinstry does. His, exit, his max exit velocity is not incredible. It's not like he crushes the ball. But like you said, he doesn't strike out. And his sprint speed is, you know, it's three quarters of the percentage above most others. So if he gets you some steals, scores runs, and kind of fills the void until Bellinger gets back, I think I like McKinstry ever so slightly. But I think Taylor could hit for more power. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Bellinger. It's a calfish injury, which is like really frustrating for a guy that, you know, is going to play outfield or he's going to be at first base and he's stretching and, you know, you need your calf if you're going to hit as well. So hopefully we find out in the next day or so if he ends up on the IL. All right, last one. With the news that James Paxton has gone bye-bye. We mentioned this at the top of the show. We talk about it. Who benefits here? Who is the one that will take the opportunity and run with it? Chris Flexen, I'm mentioning, but he was already in the rotation. I just mm-hmm. like this to re-solidify his position because I already liked him. And like I said, he had a nice outing over the weekend Saturday night against the Giants, shutting him down for five innings, six Ks. But the the rotation spot is technically up for grabs. So Nick Mar- Margavicious has looked good in spots, throwing some gas. And then they brought up a guy today, Lee J. Newsom, who's from the Miners alternate site. So I think Nick Margavicious is the guy to target here who could actually, if he could be stretched out, I kind of like what he does. Am I crazy? No, because I thought he actually looked pretty nice when he came in last night. Uh, Six foot five lefty kind of has that same, you know, frame 
that our boy Paxton has. I don't know much about this Newsom guy that you mentioned. Now, Marjorie Vicious is not a guy who's going to blow you away with his fastball, but he's going to offer like four or five different pitches. Uh, had a really nice curveball that I saw the other day and slider that, you know, it's going to be, especially that curveball, it's about 17 miles per hour less. It's one of those like looping curveballs. Also has like a splitter and a changeup that he's toying with. So I think he's the guy that gets the run here. Obviously, like you said, Flexen's already in that rotation. Uh, Flexen, you like. He was in the KBO last year and had a, some success. Uh, so I think Marjovicius could be a guy, maybe a nice streaming option in a head-to-head league, depending on who uh, they may be going up against next game. But yes, they're going to have to stretch him out a little bit. Uh, I think he came in for four innings last night, which was pretty good. So so we'll see. Keep an eye on him moving forward. Guy has you know a, a big frame, uh, had problems you know the last couple of years when he was in San Diego, and then last year with Seattle with the walk problem. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he can uh, you know come back and uh you know if he gets a start next week and see what he looks like oh bye and with justin dunn having oh gosh i think justin dunn walked eight today correct <laughs> that's really not good at all i think that just gets us one step closer to gilbert time that's right logan gilbert that's the name you really want to have if you're in a dynasty league you already have him so he's not available but in mm-hmm. uh in redraft leagues, Logan Gilbert, if somehow he's on your waiver wire or you can put a fab bin in, that's the guy who will really take the reins here. I think this is just another opportunity that puts us one step closer. Logan Gilbert coming up by the end of April. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I mean, if the Mariners are going to be competitive at all this year, I mean, we're going to have to see some of those kids. And Gilbert could be the guy. I mean, just just the Sheffield's pretty young. I mean, Flexen's coming over from KBO. I mean, Dunn looked atrocious today Uh, with Paxton being out. I mean, you got Marco Gonzalez and Kikuchi, but uh, they're going to need someone else if they're going to try to compete here early on in the West. Yeah, their pitch is going to be their downfall. That's, they're, they're not supposed to do anything this year anyways. I like their offense, like I said, even though uh, they've struck out a lot. But that's baseball. That's what happens now. So I'm not really worried about that. Joey Ricotta checking in. Joey Ricotta, what is up, my man? He's really excited about Jamison Tyler and his seven strikeouts through four to two-thirds inning pitch. But I will tell you this. Uh, the Orioles are up two to one in that game, so maybe things mm. have taken a turn, Mr. Ricotta. <laughs> uh, no offense to your, I assume... Do you like the Yankees, Joey, or are you just like Jamison Tyone this year? Because Nick Nelson is now pitching for the Yankees. That was all for Tyone. He went four and two-thirds with seven Ks, but gave up those two earned runs, which you want to you want to have your mind blown, dearie? Guess how those two earned runs were earned? I don't know. <laughs> home, <laughs> home run? <laughs> That's right. That's right. No shit. Two, two Ooh, home runs at Yankee Stadium. Who Daddy? hit him? Who hit him? Uh, Mr. Mullins. And, Cedric Mullins? Yeah, Cedric Mullins and also, Santander. Okay, Cedric Mullins has been a hot pickup uh, in a lot of streams this week. Uh, he's leading off for the Orioles, and he's off to a real nice start. Yeah, I played him uh, fairly heavily in DFS tonight, so that's okay. good news for me. Yay! I also how many, played, how many, pitch, how many uh, if you're in the box score right now, how many pitches was Ty on at? I think it was uh, 79. Let me double check. Okay. They're, they're going to be careful with him early on. Uh, 74, okay. 74. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably going to take about a month till he gets up to maybe 90, 95 pitches. They're going to be really, really careful. And they were careful with Kluber last week too, as he, I think had 74 pitches. Well, means is at 75 and he's pitched four innings. It looks like he'll definitely come out for the fifth and try to get the win for now. It's two to one. Uh, 
Yeah, you're right, though. Tyon is a guy I completely avoided. Some people were really excited about him. That's a positive return on that start today. Gets the Orioles offense, which I, you know, it's good. It's been good so far. But Joey Ricotta says, nope, not a Yankees fan, just observing LOL. Big Cubs fan. Cubs fan, Joey. How about that? I did buy low on Tyone in a couple of leagues, though. Well, you are looking good today. I mean, two earned runs, seven Ks. That's that's the kind of start you kind of take right now because you know, quality starts, pulls are few and far between. Wins. And wins by starters. Yeah, also. You got, you got, yeah. you got Caper 9? You got Caper 9 you're looking nice. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So that's, uh, that's the way of the future. Deary... Do you want to reinforce what you said on Twitter about uh, quality? You know, people were giving you support on the show, you said, and then on Twitter about quality starts, the party's over. Do you still feel that way today? Well, I mean, quality starts have just gone down a ton. Uh, our good friend Russell Withers actually, you know, shouted me out and retweeted uh, our show. And when I was talking about quality starts the other day and how, you know, maybe it's time to go away from quality starts. I mean, even guys like uh, Blake Snell. Blake Snell was With his own article, by the way. Yeah. Read that article. Yeah, Russell's I will get own. to that in a second. Uh, oh, shit. I yeah, see, I yeah. That. even a guy like a Blake Snell. You know, he went five innings today. you got to get to six innings. And Blake Snell pitches a lot of pitches. He had eight strikeouts today, four walks. It's going to be hard for him to get a lot of quality starts. So, Russell, if you want to follow our buddy Armchair, if you want to type that in there, Mike, uh, he tweeted out today um, you know, so an article that he wrote about how much quality starts have dipped over the last six, seven years. It's amazing the percentage. It has gone down. Russell wrote a really really nice article about it and you know championing what i had talked about the other day is if you're in a league where quality starts exist maybe it's time to get rid of them and go back to wins i know wins can be frustrating sometimes a guy like jacob Degrom is going to win 11 12 games when you should be winning 21 games over the last few years yeah. and you're going to get the rat wins and the rat losses left and right you know but Quality starts are just not happening as much. You know, bullpens are a lot more important than they've ever been. It's more of preserving some of these arms, let them go five innings, yank them out, and then you're going into a new guy. You have a lot of teams that are going to openers. You saw it a lot last year. I think when we get to midseason, you're going to see it a lot more. Quality starts, I still play in a quality start league, but I think it's time to go back to wins. Let's go back. To wins. That reminds me of that movie, Lady Killers, with Tom Hanks. I never saw that one. That's a Coen <laughs> Brothers, right? It is a Coen Brothers movie. It's not often referenced. It's a really dumb movie, but it's also funny, but it's got this song throughout the whole throughout the whole movie. It comes out. It's so dumb. It's like, let's go back to God. Let's oh, okay. go back to God. So I was just thinking, <laughs> let's go back to uh, wins. All right, you're listening to the Rico Plotso Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com. Listen to uh, the latest Turn 2 podcast with Matt Williams. He had on Greg Jewett, who is like a master of closers. We have our own master of closers on rotofanatic.com. Mr. Dr. Mike Carter, of course. But Greg Jewett also knows his shit, so we're not going to minimize that. Check that out if you're looking for bullpen clarity. All right, let's get into this uh, segment we're supposed to do here. This is a tribute. To Alan Sturrett. Alan, we love you. You're a real big part of the show. Thank you for your contributions, your energy, your support. It's really been a... That's why we do the show, man. That's why we do the show. Thank you, Alan. You're a good shit. All right. This one's called Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Players to sell now in Keeper slash Dynasty Leagues. How do you feel about making trades within like the first 10 days of the season overall overall first i want to get your opinion on that dear 
I don't do it. You'll be mine. I, just, I, I, I don't do a period. I don't do it in my keeper leagues. I don't do it in my redraft leagues. I'm confident with the way I've drafted. Um, if there are injuries, I'm going to have to work the wire. Now, th- this is league dependent, obviously. I, I play sure. in a lot of you know 12 to 16 team head-to-head uh, weekly category leagues. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like to make a lot of trades in the offseason, specifically in my keeper leagues. You know, Try to get rid of guys that I won't that are keepers that I know I'm not keeping to trade for other guys that I, I I will end up keeping, but I will usually let the first maybe five or six weeks play out. I I feel confident in my strategy of what I've done to create a team and we'll assess after five to six weeks. Now, now obviously if there are a whole, whole plethora of injuries on my team or, you know, guys are just really falling apart in those first few days, or a few first few starts, specifically pitchers. Maybe I have to pull the trigger, but historically, I have not done that. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'm not really motivated to make trades, but I will if something strikes me. I remember I traded traded Manny Machado away. This is about two seasons ago. I think it was his last year in Baltimore. And for Mike Clevenger, James Paxton, some really injured-type pitchers at the time, and... <laughs> It was, and a closer, Ken Giles, another one. So, yeah, I traded Machado. This is a keeper league, my home league, head-to-head categories, 14-team, OBP, not average. So, yeah, I traded Machado for those three pitchers. I think around, like, the fourth day or so. It was the first week for sure. (laughs) And Machado wasn't that great that year. So, Uh I think overall, even though I had to wait out some IL stints, it was a big haul in return, and I didn't regret it. It looked... It looked better by the time the season ended, and I think I actually didn't win that year. I lost that year, but it was still a really good season. So was this was this nineteen? Because uh, yeah, I think was, ni- I th- if I remember correctly, nineteen was kind of the year where he was good. I mean, whatever year was was that his last year with Baltimore? Or was it eighteen? I thought it was eighteen. Okay, so it was year, eight- okay, it may have been his first full year in San Diego. Okay, 19, where, where, where he Machado was. Like, so, was so. Yeah, and he was going like top ten in a lot of like redraft leagues, and he ended up having you know a, a so-so season with a really poor start, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it is. Well done. So yeah, I'll I'll make a move if it if I see especially keeper leagues. If I see that a keeper's value will fade, or I my data is telling mm-hmm. me that, boom, I will make that move. But it's not common. Uh, Joey Ricotta says, yeah, unfortunately the Cubs bats have really not gotten going yet, but they did run into a couple of tough arms in Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff. Freddie Peralta. Yeah, looked very, very, very nice. There's been some walks in his first start. Second start looked more promising. We might be talking about him in the next segment. Hey, all right. Sam Jacobowitz is in the house. Sam, good to see you, man. We haven't heard from you in about a week or so. He says he's very worried about Fernando Tatis, uh, as you should be. That's not a ridiculous statement, Sam. He says, I think they're rushing him back, and I think he will re-injure it. Hmm. So is there any truth to this, Mike? I don't know if I dreamt it or I heard it, but his shoulder seems to pop out of place frequently. Yeah, that's that's what it, they said. That is a fact. Okay, so I did hear this the other night. I just wasn't drunk. But it, it's related to the labrum tear. Yeah. That's why. That's So it's all part and parcel and connected to the whole story. So this is not I, the first I, time it's happened. Yeah, I don't see them rushing him back. They're, they have too much money invested into this. They've got a lot of talent. This is what AJ Preller did too. Mm. He loaded up on talent for situations like this. So give him credit for that. You know, Sam says, I hope not about Tatis, but I don't have a good feeling. You shouldn't have a good feeling. Just like Deary said, 
AJ Preller loaded up the re-signed profile for a three-year deal like we talked about earlier in the show, bringing in Sung Kim over from the other side of the Pacific for a five-year deal, which has an opt-out earlier on. So there is a lot of bats on this team, and there's no shortage of talent. And I think this is exactly what AJ Preller was hoping when he made all these decisions, because everybody in the fantasy community is like, hey, what about my fantasy team? Oh, these guys are never going to play. You're ruining You'll know, trade somebody. Everybody, almost everybody, including myself, was like, dude, the Padres got to make a trade before opening day. There's just too many players. You know, so We talked about an avenue opening up for everybody. I mean, the best teams are going to create depth on their team. Uh, the Yankees have already done it by getting Odor for free from the Rangers. The Rangers are going to pick up the rest yeah. of that contact. Now, Odor's not going to give you anything, but... They need to get some depth with Voight being out. You know, they can shift LeMahieu over to first, and, you know, Odor will probably get some late-inning pinch hit at bats. You know, he still has a little bit of power. He won't offer you anything fantasy-wise, but this is what yeah, the best yeah. teams are going to do. They're going to try to stack up and get get some depth on their teams. No doubt about it. That's I agree with that. Uh, Sam also said he traded Tatista away. I don't want to take a chance of him missing huge portions of the season. Uh, if it's a redraft league, yeah, I think that's a very smart call. Dynasty, no, 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 but... Otherwise, Dynasty or Keeper, you got to hang out to Tatis unless you get a monster deal. Yeah. Redraft, redraft, you would trade him, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I just don't know what kind of value you're getting back. Yeah, I know uh, Sam, Sam, Zach Waxman, Draft Champions from the Draft Champions podcast, which has a new episode out with Mike the Mouth, which is all, all about some of the hubbubaloo recently on the Twitterverse in fantasy baseball community. So if you want to know what's going on, check out that episode of the Draft Champions Podcast with Zach Wax. Uh, unfortunately, I wanted to say farewell. Danielle Salinger, wife of Justin Mason, who we are big fans of here. She uh, went off Twitter, though. She's no longer on Twitter. She took a break. She stepped away. Having part of it to do with all this bullshit that people were bullying people and being mean to other people about stuff that was completely unnecessary. But also she had some other stuff going on with her, which she was being honest about to me. I texted with her last night. She's like, I just need to take a step away and kind of have some reflection of time. So she'll be back. We miss you, Danielle. We want you to know we're big fansy on the show. You know, you've been on my first day pod with me and Leanne. You're always very open and supportive of mental health and being kind to people. So just know, even though you're gone, you're not forgotten. You're still around here in our hearts. Okay, so let's cut the shit now on this segment and get real. Give me somebody, dear. Give me somebody that you think would be someone to move on from now. You know, this is this is really tough. I wrote down a slew of names, and I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out. I'm trying to figure out what direction I want to go with this. Um, now I was thinking about this. Actually, a week ago, and now he is injured with an injury that he's had before. Um, and, and his value isn't as high as it's been in the last few years, but there's still a ton of people that are really high on him, and that's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has not been able to stay healthy. So I, th I think the difficulty here in a keeper league is what can you get in a return? But Aaron Judge, looking back at the last four years, 28 games last year, 102 games in 19, 112 games in 18. 2017, the big healthy year is rookie year, 52 home runs, 128 runs, 114 RBIs, 18% walk rate, batted 284. He's an absolute monster. This is a guy, at that time, he is one of the premier outfielders that you want in your dynasty or keeper league. He also stole nine stolen bases. 
If you can get off Aaron Judge right now, I, I think you should try to find a way to do it. Mike and I, we were talking about this the other day, and we we're talking about kind of the slew of injuries. And were you saying that it was Vlad that talked about just how big guys are in the league now and they can't stay healthy? That was a Chris Towers article a couple years okay. ago, I think. Okay. Judge is a monster of a man. I mean, this guy is what, <laughs> six foot seven? I mean, this guy's like, this guy's like a a tight end for, you know, the Chicago bears. He's just a huge guy. And again, he is sitting out today. Cause what does he have? He has a sore left side. The guy takes a monstrous swing. And this is something that has been happening over and over. He's had some knee problems. He's had some back problems and specifically that side problem. Last week, I would have definitely gotten off of him. And I think you get a lot more value last week. He started off pretty decent, has a couple home runs, five RBIs, but now, now he's now he's in this territory where he's injured. So I don't know what you can get in return right now. But if he comes back and he's healthy, I would find a way to get away from him. I think there's still a lot of value there because he is only 28 years old. He'll be 29. He's got a, you know, he's on a perfect ballpark with the Yankees. He's a guy that I want to get off of if I'm in a dynasty or a keeper league. Interesting. That's a great, great call. He's had a hot start, like you said, two home runs and a bunch of RBIs. But I mean, if if he's healthy, he he will hit you forty five to fifty home runs. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and that's that's the frustration when you do try to get rid of him because people are aware of his injury issues that have been happening, and it's not just like fluke; like it's it's happening every year, and it's based on how he's performing on the field. The, these injuries are happening on the field. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely happening on the field. There's no doubt about it. Uh, do you feel the same way about Stanton then, or would that be the same? Same guy, same guy in my in my territory. I think the Yankees are fucked with that Stanton contract right now. Wow. Okay, that's now we're talking. Damn! That is a kind of hot, fresh takes here, served up hot and spicy from C Deary nineteen ninety nine on Twitter. Follow Christopher Deary if you want more of that. On Twitter at cdeary1999. I'm at MJGovier. G-O-V is a Victor I-E-R on Twitter. Yes, Daniel is the best, Brian. Thank you for supporting her. Uh, Sam says, are you guys worried about Keston Hira? That's funny you mentioned that. Because that's actually a guy I was going to mention. Beautiful. Beautiful <laughs> his, segue. His strikeout rate is awful. It's so bad right now. And if you can make a move now, it's in a Dynasty Keeper League, he still has a lot of value. That's what we're talking here. We're talking keeper dynasty. So he's got he's got the cachet that you can get a good return on him now, and you're not really selling at a point where you're like, oh, I'm, I'll get nothing back. People will still believe in him because it's so early in the season, and he's still 23, I think he's 23 years old. So I, I actually was really hot on him in the offseason. But then I started looking at this consistent because he hits for a high average at times and he can crush the ball. And he could steal bases. He can do everything you want. But you combine his strikeout rate, his whiff issues with kind of a difficult transition to first base with no DH. There are some pitfalls there. There are some possibilities for a reduction in playing time, believe it or not. And then you're really, really hurting because this guy has a high value. In redraft leagues, you pay a top 75 price from top 80 price. And then in dynasty leagues, you paid something like that a while ago. So I, just, I think 
I think if you can move Keston here now, it might be a good time to do so. Maybe uh, I'll look like a fool on this in a couple weeks and everything will look good. But there are some other options on that Milwaukee team where it could cause him to sit out more. And Colton Wong is locked into second base. He, I don't think there's any worries there either. So is this something like, I mean, what are you going to get for Hira right now? He's off to a really poor start. Is this something that maybe you wait a few weeks to, to have him get it going? Or you try to get off the boat right now? Well, I mean, you know, Alan asks us right now, who are guys that you would try to move? This is one of them. I say right now. I, I think the longer you wait, it's only going to get worse. This K rate, this K percentage is awful. Look at his stat cast page. It's littered with a lot of purple, negative purple, especially down the K percentage line. It's all 30%, 34%. Right now it's at 50. Sure, it's only been a few games, but it's not going down. And the hard hit rate is plummeted. He's not making good contact early on. I, I think historically you're not going to see a guy who consistently strikes out 30% of the time get it down to 12% or 15%, right? Not not right away. <laughs> it would take work in the minors. No, right. I Even, think the best thing he's doing is he's getting down to like a 25%. I mean, it's going to take a while to really change up that pedigree at the plate to where it's going to be more respectable. 30%, you can't deal with that. No. And like I said, the Brewers are, they're a talented team. They have playoff aspirations. And, you know, if you can't cut it, Travis Shaw is on that squad as well. And he looks much, much better. I thought he was done the way he looked last year and his career faltered. But now he's back in business. He's playing third base. He's a corner infield option as well. And if he keeps swinging a decent bat, this is another all dominoes, right? You know, we've all seen the V for Vendetta. We the dominoes go down you know any any domino scenario on a video screen you've seen how dominoes work you know how it works well they're all lined up against keston here right now so i would say make a move go for it now dive on it maybe somebody would come on the show and say you know what mike i would actually do the opposite i would try to acquire him right now and that's what we'll do in our next segment so maybe he'll be on that segment too i don't know not on my not for me because i'm not going that route good call uh Joey Ricotta says, tough to stay healthy and continuously play at a high level for a man that size. Going back to what Deary says, completely agrees with Deary on stuff. Aaron Judge, the monster of a man, as he said. Uh, Deary, give us another one that you would maybe try to get rid of now. Okay. I have From a no- dynasty keeper perspective, folks. Okay. I have no shares of him right now. He is 30 years old. He is one of the most talked about men in not only fantasy baseball, but baseball alone. And I think he gives you incredible value where you could get a really nice haul in return. That's Trevor Brower. Mm. So now, depending on what the rest of your team looks like, I mean, if if you're in contention, you know, in terms of what your squad looks like, and you think you can go and win a championship and you want to win a championship with Trevor Bauer, go ahead and do that. If you have some other options there that can maybe replace him, or maybe you can get a really nice haul of guys that can help you out now and maybe guys for the future, I would maybe think about moving off Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer signed a three-year, over $100 million contract with the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I truly believe, are going to run him dry there. He pitched 110 pitches today. As I was watching the game today, this guy grunts on every single pitch. He is giving it his all on every pitch. And going back to his debut in 2014, With the Indians, he was consistently throwing a decent amount of innings, 153, 176, 190. Finally got up to 213 in 2019, had an incredible season last year. And 
it, it's finally all come to fruition, right? He's got the best stuff he's ever shown. He had an amazing season last year. He's had a few hiccups here to, in the early going. Now, his K rate is incredible. If you play in a K per nine, like he's going to help you out. He's at 14.21 right now. He was one of the best in the league last year. I truly think the Dodgers are going to try to get everything they can out of him in the next three years. He's 30 years old. I think he's going to give, give great value. I think he's going to be a good pitcher. Is he going to have an ERA that is sub three? I don't think I see that with him. Uh, even in his first game, you know, he had that no hitter going into the seventh, and then he gave up a couple home runs. Now, he, he granted, he was in Colorado, but he still gave up four in that game. He gave up two runs today. I think that ERA probably sits more of like a three, five, maybe three, six. He's going to give you a ton of strikeouts, like I said, but I think he's a guy you're going to get incredible value if you can get off him right now. Sure, if you want to win a championship this year, go right ahead. But I think the window could be closing if you hold on to him for too long. And the value right now is just too much to pass up if you can get a really good haul in return. I don't see him as a top five starting pitcher in fantasy. I see him more of like the seven to ten. He's still he's like in my tier two of guys. But I think the value that you can get and the return like I've keep talking about is incredible right now maybe throw some offers out there right now see if you can get some talent to help your team out right now and in the future so trevor bauer is a guy i would maybe think about moving off of huh that's a great call man we talked about this on the last episode that what are the type of innings you're going to get because people said i'm targeting trevor bauer because he'll give me more innings than other starter pitchers but what are those innings what are those innings man I dig it. I like that, dear. I think that's a good call. I don't have any anything to say negative about that. I, it generally makes sense to me. It really does. I mean, he's a big name. He's on a team that gets a lot of wins, so you could really probably get a nice haul in return. Yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm good with it. Let's do it. For, for those of you that are in Dynasty Leagues and you're listening to this pod, throw out some stuff to us in terms of if you have Bauer and what the rest of your staff looks like. And maybe we can give you some advice on what return you could get. And also, like, what if, if you could pass on him and, and let him go based on what the rest of your team looks like? Because I know a lot of people are really high on Bauer, and I think it's that hot name right now that you could really get a lot back for. Yep. I'm down with that. I'm totally down with that. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, hmm. Another guy I'll give you is another pitcher. And this might be piling on, and you're going to say, hey, don't pile on a guy. It's just the beginning of the season. But, you know, Alan asked for this segment, and we're going to give it to him. You want the truth? We'll give you the truth. Frankie Montas. He was no good last year. Uh, the A's are a team that maybe we thought they're just always going to be good every year, but maybe that's not this year. You know, maybe it's not the year. I know they got Loriano and Chapman and Olsen, but some of those arms don't look so great right now the, the the rotation doesn't look so beautiful to me and frankie montas just cannot seem to get on the right track i don't have a lot to support except i didn't like him last year so if i didn't like him last year and he comes out he i know it's the dodgers too so you're gonna say wait it's the la dodgers one of the best offices of baseball sure that's true it is but i think if somebody thinks that frankie montas still has a lot to give this is the benefit of trading early because there will be people that say, hey, well, you know, dude, it's one start. I'm jumping on this now, and you're going to regret it. So that's why I'm giving you these opportunities in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. Trade Frankie Montes now and go with somebody who's just much more safe and reliable, somebody that you can count on. 
and I'll we'll give you I will give you one of those guys in this next segment here. But I just Frankie Montas is too much of an unknown, and the splitter is it good? Is it not? Continues to be a mystery, and I don't want to play that game. I just don't want. I he's on our uh, tag team team, like I said, me and Eric Cross, and we're stuck with him because there's no trades. And we wish there was because I would like to get rid of him, but I just I don't like Frankie Montas, and I'm not interested. And if you could yeah, sell, it, it, it it doesn't help that he gave up seven runs the other night. He's a guy who has who has has some nice stuff. He has a nice sinker. Did put together a good season a few years ago. But if you have him on your team, you hope that he you know can get it together here and maybe take Mister Govier's advice and ship him on out. Find someone new. Yeah, someone might be on the other side of that trade and will cash in. It's very possible. This is the risk of trading early, but I think it's a benefit because this guy's the return on his. His stuff from the batters that are hitting it, bad. There's, I mean, there's a lot of contact being made, and it's being made very, very hard for the most part. And he's not – he can get people – the chase rate's there, so there's an opportunity for people to whiff at his stuff. But if they're not going to chase the, the fastball and the, and the stuff that's in the zone, then and that's not going to fool him, I, I think it's a recipe for trouble, right? And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So – all right, so those are those are a couple of guys. Did you have one more guy you want to mention, or? I do, but I might go too long on it. Maybe no, we come can save. Maybe just, we can just save give them. it to us. Give it to us. Uh, come on, we want if you, it. Okay, if you have Casey Mize on your team, I would get rid of him. Really? I I, I would. I think Tarek Skubal is the better prospect here. I have oh. a, I, I I have a problem with Mize's delivery. Um, he's had some shoulder issues here over the last couple of years. He throws that power sinker, which a lot of people have been talking about is where those shoulder issues are going to happen is with that power sinker. His delivery reminds me a little bit of Michael Fulmer. And when I watched Michael Fulmer, it seemed seemed like it was so much arm without using your legs or your core. And I think there's a lot of value with Casey Mize making the rotation, former first first overall pick, uh, looked really electric in rookie ball and pretty good in a ball struggled last year in the majors looked okay. in his start the other day for the tigers. I think he's going to have a hard time hitting the zone. He's going to throw, he's going to walk a lot of guys, but it, it, he's someone that is going to give you some good value based on him being a hot prospect. So if you're a team looking to win right now and someone else is looking to rebuild and likes to build it around some prospects, I think Casey Mize is that guy right now because he's made the squad. He's going to be able to give you, you know, 100 to maybe 120 innings. I have a problem with the way that delivery looks, and I, I, I think he ends up running into some injury issues. Now, I don't want to say it because, you know, we are Tiger fans, but I think the guy that Yay! you target, the guy you target on that team that you want is a Tarek Skubal. So if someone else has Tarek Skubal and you have Casey Mize, maybe flip those two. Oh, well, there's also Matt Manning. That's true. Someday. Someday. Uh, that's a wow. That is something I'm going to stew on for a bit here because I thought he looked, you know, pretty damn decent in his first start here the other day. I was like, oh, wow. I know he didn't go very long. Nobody goes long. Yeah. But he looked fairly respectable against the Minnesota Twins squad. That's tough. Very his, tough. Velo- his velocity was up, too. He was throwing in, he was throwing 96, which was which was nice to see. But... You're still not buying it. I mean, I'm cheering for him because I'm a Tigers fan, but I'm I'm very worried. <laughs> I, get, I, I get worried over these number one overall picks, man. 
They never work out for us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. They don't work out for us. So that, that could be some tiger, f- you know, fear mixed in there. But that's okay. That's all right. I could be I could be completely wrong on this, and I'll I'll I'll, fi- I'll be fine with being wrong on this. He could end up being a Hall of Fame pitcher, never hits the DL at all. <laughs> and I'll admit it. I'm fine with it. It's just okay. fantasy baseball. It's just a it hot is take. just. It is. It is. It's all right. We'll go on. Our lives, our hearts will go on, just like Celine Dion's. All right, there it is. So that is some guys to maybe sell now in Dynasty Keeper Leagues. Make those moves. Breaking up is hard to do. It's not easy. Say farewell and move on. Now, on the flip side of that, must adds, but cheap. We're looking for stuff on the cheap here. We're looking to cruise through, you know, the uh, less respectable part of town where things are a little cheaper so we can get a better deal. You know, it's, we're going to go to Walmart instead of going to Meyer. You know, something like that. You know, we're, we're going to get the same stuff, but it would just be cheaper. You know, we're not going, we're going to go to Red Lobster instead of, uh, I don't know. What's a really nice seafood place? <laughs> Is Red Lobster nice? Uh, I haven't been to Red Lobster in years. I don't know. Real seafood company, if I'm thinking of like Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. The Gandy Dancer. Yes, of course. The Gandy Dancer. I haven't. Not been to a, I've only been to Red Lobster twice in my life. Once when I was totally broke and I just tried to order food without money. And that didn't work in Dallas. And then the second story. time we actually went out to dinner. Oh yeah, I was, so I was at the, I was working gotta, in Dallas. You got to tell the story. Yeah, I got to tell the story. I was working in Dallas, like door to door salesman for books. It was a horrible job and it was hotter than hell and I was starving and you had to walk around 14 hours a day. You got to be out of bed at 6 a.m., out on the streets by 6.30, selling books nonstop till like 10 o'clock at night. And they just threw you in a random city too. I, we didn't even know where we were going when I signed up. Like, where are we going? Well, we'll find out the day you leave. I'm like, wow, this is exciting. You know, this is intense. And it was a total disaster. I couldn't sell anything. I hated it. I was just walking around Dallas, Fort Worth all day long in the dead of summer. And I was starving. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to go in this Red Lobster and order some food and start eating it. And then maybe I'll get enough of it down my gullet before they realize I can't pay for it. So, yeah, you know, it's a scum move. I was a desperate man. So I order all this uh, nice seafood, like Cajun pasta. I was really excited for it. And then... Somehow I just kind of let it out. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any money though. Like, could I like wash dishes or something? I don't, I, I'm not sure how the exchange went now because it's starting to be so old. It was 20 years ago this happened, but I, would, I started to feel really guilty. Like, oh man, I might get in trouble. So I tried to like leak it out. Like, hey, uh, I don't have any money. Is this okay? And the food is sitting right in front of me. <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to leave right now. And the, that's how that went. So. This is like in the movies and TV shows where this has ever happened. You have to go out back and uh, you know, wash, <laughs> yeah. wash the dishes. Right. I thought that's what would happen. That's not what happens. They just say, get the hell out of here. So, And they're really not happy at all. So. But Red Lobster, I don't know if it's a classy joint or not. I've only been there twice. The other time, I remember Chris Kamen was playing Central Michigan. Remember when they were in the tournament? That really happened once. That's I right. I think that. they made it to the maybe the second round. Yeah, they were playing Duke, and they got killed by Duke. I just remember that was on the TV screen one night. So. Duke. Anyways, who are we looking to acquire? We're looking for cheap stuff here. So we're not talking you, – you can't throw out Anthony Rendon's or, like, top ten picks. We're looking to give them people the target who would be a little more reasonably priced. Me and dog want you to go to Telegraph Road right now. Get a good deal. You want to start? Who you got? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, for me, there's a, there's a ton of them, but Jorge Polanco is a perfect example of a guy Ooh. 
who shouldn't be too expensive. He's in a great lineup. He's getting second base eligibility now because he's playing second. So second and short. He hits the crap out of the ball. He steals. He's already stole a base this year. I think they're going to let him run a little bit more. So maybe 10 steals is in play. He has never had double-digit steals, but he has the potential to do so. The Twins just aren't a, they're not a running squad. But I think Jorge Polanco is a guy who's always overlooked, but he stings the crap out of the ball. He scores runs. He could hit 20 home runs, hit 290, and give you everything you'd want from a middle infielder on a really reasonable price. I mean, he's just wasn't drafted that high and i assume if he's you're in a keeper league or a redraft league depending on your keeper size he probably won't even be a keeper but he'll be the perfect kind of guy that can help you win your title and in dynasty leagues he definitely is a keeper we're talking dynasty leagues where you're keeping 45 people Torrey Polanco would definitely be someone that's very reasonably priced and you won't regret it that's a great guy. 27 years old. He's he's got some some uh you know time in the league already. He's been up with the Twins since looks like 2000 16, 17 is when he started getting regular time. So that's that's a great one yeah. right there. Right? Yeah, it's perfect. I'm I'm all for it, man. I think it's great. I'm very excited about it. So. I dig it. All right. How about you, buddy? I'm going to go with uh, Nick Senzel of the Reds. Uh, ADP a couple weeks ago was 232. He had a min of 120. I, I went after him in a lot of leagues. I got him in some redraft leagues. Mm. I might have to try to work a trade here, you know, a little – earlier ahead of time than I normally would because I really like what Nick Senzel has been doing so far with with the Reds he's playing playing the outfield he's a guy who has shown in the minors and in the majors that he can hit for power he can steal some bases doesn't strike out a ton what I've really liked so far is he's got a nice walk rate so far through the first six games and he's scoring a ton of runs we haven't seen the power yet we haven't seen the speed yet but he's in a lineup right now that like I think if he's getting Every day at bats, which it looks like it's going to be, he's been batting sixth or seventh in that lineup. The Reds are just murdering the ball right now, and I don't see the Reds slowing down offensively. I think they might have some issues pitching, but I think they're going to score a ton of runs this year, and I think Senzel is a guy who's going to give you really good value this year, and I think he's going to be incredible moving forward. I think he turns into a possible top top 100 player. He's only 25 years old, so the ceiling can only get higher from here. And I like Nick Senzel. If you can go out and grab him right now on the cheap, I would request you doing that. Oh. Request. I would request you do that. Are you requesting that? Yes. <laughs> I request it. <laughs> I've requested it, so let it be done. Dude, Nick Senzel is just stupid, man. It's just stupid. He's so good. He's he's gonna have that. He's having that year. It's it's happening right now. We are in it, but he still might be very suspect. Like you said, there might be injury concerns, and people might be like, oh, "I just still don't know." Uh, you know, I don't know if this is uh, gonna happen or not. But it is. This it's is the of, time. It's one of those things where, like, you hope he kind of goes on like a two week two week hiatus where he just doesn't do much and then you <laughs> scoop him up and then he's back to doing what he does. But I really like like the walk rate that's been going on right now. And I think he might end up getting moved around in that order uh, with the reds, depending on what's happening with that lineup. Yeah, man. I I think it's a great call. Really, really like that a lot. I am so glad I have him where I have him. I have him in my home league and I drafted him this year. He was draftable and now he's going to be a keeper. It's a 10 team keeper this season. I think he'll definitely be one of my 10 keepers. Uh, Joey Regatta says, franchise restaurants are dicks. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Franchise, you know, we've all, me and Deary have had a lot of experience with franchise restaurants. Max and Irma's, <laughs> uh, Christ, Applebee's. I don't know the last time I've visited I a... Me neither. 
No. I mean, like living in Ann Arbor, everything is like family owned here. So, yeah, no but one... we, there's, they're here. We just wouldn't go to them anyways. So, I would, I wouldn't go. When's the last no. time we went to an oh. Applebee's? Maybe I, 2007, maybe. Probably when I worked at one about 12, 15 years ago, <laughs> 16 I years ago. The last time I went to one was when our, my friend Karamy worked at the bartender there over on Eisenhower. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Was... I yeah. I, I think I went with you. Johnny T worked there for a little bit too. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, uh, okay. So another guy that's Senzel's great. Polanco's great. We're giving you these guys. They should be cheap enough. Now, I don't know if this guy counts. Maybe he's exploding because he looks really good so far. So maybe this isn't the guy, but Sandy Alcantara looks really solid in his first two starts. I already loved him. I've explained it on this podcast many times why I love him. You know, reduce the walks, the strikeouts will come. That's just it's just a simple equation. If he can locate more, he's got that sinker, which is very, very useful. Keeps the ball in the park. I uh maybe this is not what you were asking for, Alan, but I still think if you could go out there and somebody doesn't believe in it, do it now. Because he's gonna have a fantastic I'm talking I'm gonna guarantee I'm gonna guarantee an ERA under four you gotta guarantee it yeah I will it. I'm guaranteeing it right now there will be a under four ERA end of season for my guy Sandy Alcantara okay so if you like that sort of thing he's still only 25 years old that's the other thing that's why you want him in your Dynasty Keeper League. Another guy I personally own in my home Keeper League. So, no, sorry, I don't own him. I roster him. I know it's not cool to say that. So, rostering Sandy Alcantara for a long time to come. Do it now. Don't wait. I dig it. Ten strikeouts the other day. I mean, that's, that, that, that is the unlocking of the formula right there people are like well he doesn't strike out enough guys that's it he is he's doing it he did he it last year very very briefly but now he's doing he had, it he had, a, he had a poor first start and you know any of those guys that had difficulty in their first time on the bump this year i was really checking in to see what they would do the second time out it looks like he was great mm -hmm. indeed who else you got i'm trying to figure out where i want to go with this i got a few guys on the list here pick a number mike one through three let me let me hold on. Let me mark these guys here. One, two, three. three. Could be very interesting. <laughs> well, in the spirit of that, I've got to go with the old owl commercial from the Tootsie Pop. Three. Okay, not okay. Let's let's talk about this guy. I think it's more of I just really wanted to talk about this guy. Um, wow. I want to talk about Freddie Peralta. So. Freddie Peralta is a guy I, I think really has the stuff to be a breakout pitcher. So he first appeared with the Brewers uh, out of the bullpen the other day. Uh, he's been strictly out of the bullpen the last few years. You know, he's gone 78 innings, 85 innings. The one thing he has is he has the ability to strike people out in his three years with the Brewers. You know, K per nine, 11, 11.3, 12.18, 14.42 last year. Um, and then you're just looking at K percentage this year, 48.3% for K percentage. So he he started yesterday and he had eight strikeouts. He had eight strikeouts out of the pen the other day. Freddie Peralta is in the rotation this year. I think he's going to give you some really good value. If you're in one of those leagues where you have ratios to where you're doing K per nine or you're doing, uh, you know, K percentage, Freddie Peralta is a guy who I think can be really, really good. Uh, now, the concern with Freddie Peralta 
is he walks people. He walked four guys today. He walked four guys the other day. This is something that has been a problem with him. So in 19 and 20, walk per nine was a little under four. In his first year with the Brewers, back when he was only 22 years old in 2018, it was 4.6. Right now, it sits at, it sits at nine. Most projections have him around like a four for a walk rate. What he's been able to do so far this year is he's walked guys, but he also hasn't let up a run. He's been able to get out of those jams. If this guy can find the plate more often, he has an electric fastball, doesn't get hit too hard, doesn't give up a ton of home runs in his short time with the Brewers, I think he's a guy who really has the opportunity to break out. He's only 25 years old. Like I said, he's going to be in the rotation. If you can go out and get him on the cheap right now, I think he can give you some good returns this year. And he has the stuff to where he could really turn into a fantasy stud over the next few years, or he's just going to flame out and end up in the bullpen and be a Matt Barnes that can't keep guys off the base. But he's got the electric <laughs> stuff that I think can give you a little bit of value right now. And if you're you know, projecting into the future, this is one of those guys that could really end up being a top-level guy on your team and can help you out in a dynasty or a keeper. Fantastic. There it is. Freddie Peralta, love. You're down. By the way, I think you said earlier that the A's lost? Well, you said they were 0-6. Well, they, they were, win? but this was their seventh game. I thought oh, you so they won. Me. Okay, I thought yeah, they won an extra game. innings. Okay. They won an extra innings. So I want to make sure that's clear before the show ends. Did uh, they win in the tenth or the eleventh? Because I know they stopped the Dodgers in the top of the tenth. Yeah, Mitch Moreland got it done in uh, the tenth inning. Oh, Feeling like okay. a sense of urgency. Mitch Moreland comes through. Who was actually? That's a nice. If Matt Olson's out, you definitely want to get Mitch Moreland on your squad ASAP because he's a perfect fill-in for me. Oh yeah, Olsen. absolutely. He's been doing it his whole career. You know, he did it with the Red Sox. He did it with the Rangers. We're like, he can just fill in and be really good for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I also forgot this year that it's just like last year. Extra innings, we have the guy in second base. I completely yes. forgot until opening day, and I'm like, oh my god, we're doing this again. Me too. There's nothing goes past the tenth hardly. There was the amazingly the Colorado Rockies and the Diamondbacks went to the couple of extra innings. And it was 10 to 8 because there's runners on every inning. It's just, it's great news for DFS teams because mm-hmm. you're going to score more. If a team goes extra innings, you're licking your chops for your offensive players. Well, and that's what's also frustrating is we had our first doubleheader today, and I forgot the doubleheaders are seven innings. Oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> dumb. Such a bug. Why did they? Okay, whatever. Cool. All right. Let's save that for another time. You know, Bauer did have 10 strikeouts today. He looked really good. So he did. If Deary's right, this is a great time to move. I, I, I'm all for it. I like that kind of forward momentum. Kenley Jansen blew the save, by the way, and it made me wonder why uh, somebody had picked up Corey Knabel in my uh, home league today. So there it is. That's the reason why. Corey Knabel, people, that could be a deep cut. Think about that. Kenley Jansen fails. You got Blake Trinan. Corey Knabel is a former all-star closer for the Brewers mm-hmm. before he blew out his elbow. So. Okay, I think that's it. I think uh, we covered some players. I don't know nope. if we gave you enough, Alan. I, I gave you a couple. Did you have one more you wanted to give, or did I blow it? Uh, I can run through a few <laughs> names just real quick. I like Jared Walsh a lot, uh, if he can get the at-bats. Yes, uh, yes. You know, he sat those first two games, and then, obviously, he finally did come in. Uh, I, I think this year they're going to probably sit him a lot against lefties and give Pujols that kind of farewell. Um 
Ryan Yarborough, Scooble, I like those guys. You know, I, I was watching the White Sox game last last night, and I don't know if this guy is ever going to be able to give any type of fantasy value until he becomes a closer. But Garrett Crochet is amazing. This guy throws yes. absolute gas. That's another one, You're and on he has fire. a re, and he has a ridiculous slider. I have him in a saves hold holds league, and he's been great in his two appearances because he's pitched one and a third and then two innings in his two appearances, and he, he strikes people out. This guy throws absolute gas. I think he is a closer in the making, but it's going to be a couple of years till he actually gets the opportunity. And in Dynasty Leagues, people definitely have Garrett Crochet, so if you're trying to go get him, good luck with that. It'll probably be hard to do <laughs> now. But in yeah. redraft leagues, he is rosterable too. You're right. Oh, he is. He, yeah, he is. I mean, if you're going by the strategy of, especially if you're in a league where you can play a lot of pitchers, um, I don't think it's a bad strategy to go after middle relievers or setup men that are going to strike out guys, not give up hits, and not walk people. And I think Crochet has the makeup to be one of those guys. Yep. Yeah, boy. Man, yeah, there's so, those are great picks, dear. I've been really impressed with Jared Walsh because of what he did in 2020. I was suspect, but he's come right out the gate and he's ready to rock. So he's leading baseball, I believe in OPS since the start of 2020, which, you know, it's a limited stat based on the short sample size, but still that's something I wouldn't sneeze at. Yeah. I mean, you don't, that lineup's a lot of fun too. Yeah. You don't see, and they batted him second last night. Uh, You don't see guys, his age that have power, they can also hit for a pretty good average and walk. So, like, the 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 tool is there. He just needs to get the opportunity. Um. Okay, yeah, I think that's good. We've covered enough on today's show. Alan, I hope it gave you what you wanted. We gave you some names. We Oh, Joey Ricotta loves uh, Alcantara, by the way. Crochet. And you can add Kopech to that as well. Yeah, Kopech looks good. Um, and he's not going to start. He'll just be a reliever, but that's, that's a pretty damn good bullpen the Chicago White Sox have. There are a lot of young, talented arms. When the future is so bright, they've got to wear shades. Okay, that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast version. And all of you that participated in the live stream, a lot of good comments here. Thank you all so much. I think we learned a lot. I know I learned a thing or two. There's probably still more guys I'd like to talk about, but I don't want to give away all the tidbits. This is a, a segment <laughs> we can keep doing because Agree. I don't want to spoil everything just yet, Alan. That's a little teaser for you. Don't forget, this is the Hayes Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. Hand out over to rotafanatic.com. Have yourself a ball with our all kinds of stuff we got over there. Lots of fun stuff. Play with the Data Monster. Ask the Data Monster what it thinks of Garrett Crochet. Is it legit or is it bullshit? Who's to say? No one knows for sure. All I know is the Upper Decker Podcast is a podcast you should be listening to. Just miss the show. I'll participate in an hour. <laughs> Thanks, Upper Decker guy. I assume that's Ty. Ty, Tone. And Dan, that's a good crew. Listen to the Upper Decker Podcast. It's more of a baseball-centric pod, but they're good people, and they have a great time doing it. Uh, Christopher Deary, when will we get these Shine or Ride the Pine results? When can we expect these? I'm I'm almost done with them. <laughs> I know you are. I, I, okay, so here we go. I'm going to set a date on it. I will have them done Friday afternoon. You sure you can meet that? Don't you know, put yourself to, in a situation. I, I told myself I was going to finish it today because I had I had work off, at least most of the afternoon. I had some Zoom meetings in the morning. But then as soon as that first game hit at noon, it was like, oh, yeah, I just got to watch some baseball. I don't want to listen to my old pod and listen to Shine and Ride the Pines. I will give the deadline a Friday afternoon. All of our Shine and Ride the Pines all the way back to Chris Towers on January 6th or 7th or whenever it was. I think it's like over 425, 450 players. All of the amazing guests we have, uh, we have had on. 
all of our preseason shine or ride the pride predictions will be produced and I will throw them out there on Twitter and see how you did. There it is. Now, if you don't do it on Friday, then we'll just do it next week. It's fine. So. <laughs> okay. Or I'll just I'll release it at the end of the year and then we'll see how everyone did. That's right. Okay. Uh, don't forget, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. Give and Facebook. Too. And of course, sub our YouTube channel. We had much better improved engagement from our previous show after the rough transition out of Periscope today. So nice job, everybody. Coming on over to the YouTube channel. Sub it and notify with the dinghy bell. And that way you'll know when we go live. And that's it. I'm MJ Govier at MJ Govier. G-O-V as in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. He's C Deary1999. Deary as in Deary Beloved. Okay, that's it. Shout out to Yancey Eaton. We'll catch you guys next time. On the flip side, don't take care of your neighbor. Unkind. Rule five, fix that stick, are hard to find. From Chris Shelton to Reed Garrett. These once promising names litter my mind. Selected this year Their logic suddenly became crystal clear Akil Badu, his father's from Ghana Is all I want to say to you Akil Badu, his walk-off winners His innocence is tried and true Akil Badu inspires us all Is all I want to say to you Akil Badu, Rookie of the Year, the meaning is not lost on us here. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.